Welcome to episode number 224 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast, recording December the 10th, uh, 2023. My name's Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, computer geek, all that good stuff. Uh, as a first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people get better prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. And I'm Jeff. I am based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. And I'm Brad. I'm in Eastern Ontario, part-time amateur prepper, always looking to improve. My name is Jer. I'm a tactical beard owner, base t-shirt kind of guy and laser engraver, uh, critique of the government, and the reason we hit this with the button most fucking nights. <laughs> there it is. Not even a minute in. <laughs> and there we are. And I'm the frugal guy. I recently moved to Northern Ontario, pretty much in the middle I'm an off-gridder, a shooter, a hunter, fisher, gatherer, trapper type, and a generalist. And it's only recently that I came to accept that I'm a prepper. Welcome to the club. Grudgingly, but yes. Good day, good day. <laughs> Thank you. I feel amongst my brethren here. <laughs> <laughs> You got the next line too, Gunny. I do. Fantastic. Do you want to help support the show? You can embrace some consumerism and buy some swag. We have both the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep the lights on, the backup generator fueled, and cover our podcast costs. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and submit a review on iTunes or wherever you may have found us. We're happy that you're here. We seriously want your feedback, good or bad, even if it's just a topic you want us to cover or something you learned this week. You can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Especially if you notice the fact that intern Ian is not here this evening. We'd love to hear your feedback about that. <laughs> who's that? Who's that? Uh, yeah, I'm starting to wonder too. <laughs> and shots fired in the chat. If anybody noticed uh, Dave's comment there. Good evening, gents. And, and here. here. <laughs> Am I the diversity hire? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Nicely. <laughs> oh. It's going to be a good one tonight. So we've got some rolling content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some news articles, update you on our personal preps, what we've done since the last episode. Then we're going to get into the main topic of vehicle EDC. Let's move into the news. Well, I'll start off kind of on my weather blurb stuff. We uh, They had a tornado outbreak in the U.S. Uh, see, today's Sunday, so it would have been Friday, Friday afternoon, evening, into Saturday. Um, most uh, the spots hit were Tennessee. Six people were, were killed, uh, hundreds injured. Um, I'll get into more of the details in my weather blurb, but... Um, it still is that time of year. Tornadoes in December are not uncommon. Um, so as always, just, you know, have your situational awareness and keep your eye on the sky. Yeah, I didn't even consider the fact that uh, tornadoes could be a thing in December. Uh, here we are. Shark, sharknadoes are year-round, though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> All right, let's move into what we've done lately for preps. We'll start out with Brad. 
uh, bit of shed cleanup and cleaning out, uh, organizing a little bit in there, getting things a little bit uh, easier to find and put away and whatnot. Yes. Finished helping out Pierre and Mel with their uh, their move to their new house. So very happy that that's all done. Very happy they got in there. Um, building up uh, a friendship with a local couple, local family. My uh, my wife actually works with them. Um, they seem to be ones that would like to join in in our community kind of thing. The uh, the husband is a farrier by trade. He does a lot of uh, hoof trimming, different animals and whatnot. Knows his way around uh, a farm and farm equipment. And the wife is a is a good cook and possibly a good homesteader kind of material. I can see that in her. And they've got two young kids, and they're you know they're they're getting their feet wet, so to speak, in in our world type of thing, and giving them a help out with some things around their place, and hoping to uh, hoping to kind of bring them into the fold type of thing and into our world. Nice. A little bit of fuel rotation. What else did I put down in there? Work, 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 as usual. I've been, <laughs> to, I've, been, I've been to Montreal more times than I've been to Ottawa in the last five weeks. Hmm. Well, I'll give you my condolences there. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Sorry I, to hear I, that. I'll take them all. I... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Unless you got a good Putin story. Oh, nope. yes. I no, try not to stop anywhere and intermingle with the locals. No, you pay an extra few cents in tax. Yeah, they got nice. fifteen. They got fifteen. We got thirteen. Oh, yeah, but they have beer in corner stores. Well, yeah, and a fuckload cheaper, beer. a fuckload cheaper than here. But yeah, I mean, I still sell beer. it. Still, still buy it and sell it on the black market here. You'll still make money. But I can't bring it in the work truck. Yes, you can. <laughs> not with that attitude. I try to have everything I need before I get into Montreal because when I'm into Montreal, it's in and out. I, I don't waste any time. Uh, yeah, it's just a bad Same idea. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's going stock your. That's uh, kind of like me going into going into Toronto. Get in, get what I need, and get the hell out. Oh yeah, mission oriented, Ben. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I uh, was down and out with the uh, massive man cold there or man, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was pretty bad. I was uh, knocked down and out for probably about four days. Um, so I'm just getting back on my feet and getting moving. I've done some fuel rotation, topped off my propane tanks, uh, did some more food prep, and that's uh, and actually stocked up on, I don't have it in there, but stocked up on a whole crap ton of Kleenex. <laughs> Yeah, I heard they're not going to sell them in Canada anymore. I'm just, I'm just no. not going. No, mm -mm. no, no, not going there. No. <laughs> uh, for myself, started planning out a uh, new EDC backpack. I'm going to base it around the uh, 511 Rush 24. So nice stay nice. tuned on some updates for that. It was, it was time to update the uh, the backpack I currently carry around. So I want some research. Yeah, it's, uh, it jumped out at me as probably one of the better ones. I've got the 72, yeah. but that's a little bit too big for uh, for EDC. Yeah. I was thinking the 24 yeah. is probably going to be a good fit for everything I want to do. That's a nice size. So, so yeah. stay, stay tuned for some updates as, uh, as I start to build that out. And shockingly, I got a radio pouch to go with it. Weird, oh, right? No Weird. You don't say. I know nobody saw that coming. Gotcha. 
Uh, on top of that, uh, played around with a little crossband repeater here. So well, again, some radio nerd stuff. I know, shocking, but uh, just played around with uh, with that to make the uh, ability to use the handheld here a little bit better because uh, when you're inside with the handheld, it doesn't always work all that great. So then it kind of expands my ability to uh, move around here with the handheld and still be able to get into some re- repeaters that I might not be able to get into if I'm uh, out and about. So I know radio nerd stuff weird for me. Yeah. So out of very, fear, very, very new, very, very new, very new caught everybody off guard with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I haven't been on the last few weeks because when we moved in here, we decided to take in a giant renovation, which led me to uh, framing, flooring, plumbing, electrical, um, drywalling, which is fucking stupid. Swearing. Isn't, isn't giant oh. renovation pronounced homeowner? Yes. Yeah. That's another version. So, so yeah, we, we, so um, a good, a good buddy I work with, <clears throat> Uh, for a wedding gift said you have two weeks of labor. He was a contractor for 30 years, 30, 35 years. Um, so he said labor's free. You buy materials. So he's been coming That's out fair. lots. Yeah. He's been coming out lots, uh, on his days off. Uh, Brad has come over many times to help run some electrical. So we were, uh, I, I understood the concept of many things, but never got my hands into it. So the stories have been Brad, great in our little chat group, by the way. What? That the stories have been great in our chat group. Yeah. As the yeah. as the renos progress. Oh <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thankfully, you know, people willing to uh wanna, you know, not just do the things and leave and kind of help out and teach uh so I can understand the concept, uh which has been good because with uh Brad's supervision, even though like I don't know, four or five drinks in, said I'm changing these lights. Uh, I didn't ask for advice. I said, just make, if I'm going to do something that's going to make me do the funky dance, like stop me. But other than that, like leave me alone. Right. And it was successful. I didn't do the funky dance or anything. Nope. Um, and I was very smart when we did move in, I was at the local hardware store and, um, we had found out that our, uh, smoke detector upstairs had the wires to be hardwired in, but whereas only battery, so I went and I bought a CO detector and smoke thing. And <laughs> I bought a fire extinguisher because that's a good thing to have. So I know a person that hasn't been on for a while would probably be happy. And I know we haven't mentioned it in a chat for a while. So, so we got to say CO oh, two more times, three times in a row. And then he appears, right? CO2. Because Pierre said it, you said it, I said it. Yeah. I think it's CO, not CO2. Just saying. Whatever. He's okay, gonna so be do mad we, now. Do we restart? <laughs> um, yeah. So just so just doing screwed, lots of. We screwed uh, it up for tonight. Now, yeah, that's it. He's yeah, not showing. Up. Right. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just lots of home owner stuff and uh, learning a bunch of stuff that I've always wanted to do and due to renting, didn't couldn't knock down a wall and put a pocket door in for myself. Um, but it's been a fun learning, and drywall really fucking sucks. I will gladly pay someone to do drywall. I will do everything myself. I really have to hit the fucking explicit button for this one, don't I? 
Oh, yeah. Buddy, we're only 12 minutes in. (laughs) He's talking about drywall, man. If I get started talking about it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's intro is going to (laughs) change. And as Paul says in the live chat, Pierre, we don't want to hear excuses. (laughs) It's not excuses. You've been called out. No, it's not excuses. It's it's been a big learning curve, and I will gladly pay for drywall. Everything else has been a joy, even crawling under my house to so we didn't have hot water for our washer dryer hookups. And of course, giant learning curve. Make sure you're cutting the right pipe because we hooked up two cold water pipes, so we had to go back underneath and cut the new connection out to cut the other pipe and uh, so all that stuff so all that is fun but drywall i really hate and i don't want to do it anymore everything else has been a giant amount of fun and very thankful for people with knowledge that are willing to teach you should just mix the drywall with the hot water i hear that works really well (laughs) if i burn it insurance will pay for it (laughs) <laughs> mm, I don't know. Talk to Jeff about that. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, you might want to talk to me before you say that. Well, my my depreciation is only a month. Oh boy, we're getting spicy. Yeah, here it goes. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Uh, oh, yeah, geez. so that's that, that's all my little side tangent about fuck drywall. I feel your pain about the drywall, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on from the drywall. That's a painful one for Pierre. I get it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, buddy. I can do that for you. I'll help with the segue. So <laughs> finally have all the last little bits. We're talking down to fasteners, guys. Fasteners. This is always how it ends for me, a project or how the beginning of a project starts to end is when I finally get all the fasteners together to do it, and then I can start executing. Hair pulling. Anyway, (laughs) rant is over. That's also I can do the wiring project on the taco. So what is it that I'm doing? Just for all of you who are probably wondering, what is he doing to his truck, that madman? I'm just adding remote terminals so that I don't have a spaghetti of wires going to my battery. That's just a thing that just drives me crazy when I see people who say, oh, I've added all this to my truck. And they pop open the hood, you know, and you see a full plate of spaghetti in there. That's just ugly as sin. I can't have that. It's fugly. Can't have fugly. It it can be busy, but it can't be fugly. So I'm going to fix that. And then we put a little video on what I'm doing there. That's what I've been Thanks. working on, just getting all the fasteners for that. <laughs> nice. Sounds like fun. Yes, it is. Let me Wiring know. is always fun, isn't it, Eric? Oh, yeah. It's a good time. It is. Until, Let until me you have the smoke out. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The smoke is bad. Yeah. Well, in that Let case. me know if you need help with that. I can do that with my eyes closed. Oh, drywall. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will do the wiring. You do the drywall. I can help you get started. You just no. need to you know start by stripping the red and the wires and then you touch them together and you know you can get wait started for the light show yeah. yeah you can touch them together all you want as long as they're not connected to anything on the other end yeah. <laughs> oh yeah or as long as you're touching insulation it's not that bad well, now you want to get technical dude <laughs> <laughs> well before we get too crazy with the touching let's move into the main topic shall we 
So this evening we figured we'd talk about uh, vehicle everyday carry. What we uh, we tend to carry around with us in the vehicles, not necessarily things that are going to come with you out of the vehicle and to where you're going, but things that uh, might stick around in the vehicle with you. We might get into a few things that stay with you as you come and go from the vehicle as well, because I figure we will squirrel as we go into this topic, as we usually do in EDC, <laughs> because that's just the way we do things on this show. EDC, squirrel. Every time. Very likely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bam. Yeah. Like that. Uh, <laughs> I figured we just do it as a, a regular chat amongst the panelists of what we carry, why we carry it, and um, we'll go from there. So maybe we'll, well start I'll with Pierre. Give it a quick we'll start, start with, with Jeff. A little bit of stuff that I got, and um, I I have a a winter box, I guess that whatever you want to call it, that I have on the back seat, and uh, I have a complete change of clothes everywhere, socks. Um, because of, you know it's the winter, so, so some nice warm socks, um, some fleece or warmer track pants, uh, sweatshirt or sweater, toque, you name it. Uh, hand and foot warmers, uh, gloves, and then in the I've got a, a kind of toolish box in the back. I've got things like a toe strap, a shovel. Um, I've got snacks. I always carry extra fuel. I've got a Charger booster box, small one. I've I've actually just got it here. I brought it in to give it a quick top up charge this weekend, and um, yeah, that's that's. I'm sure I've got a lot more stuff, but um, from that that small booster box, I can I can charge a phone, um, that that kind of stuff. It's got USB connections and that in it, so. Um, I suspect yeah. a small booster right. box is going to be the same across all the panelists. That's uh, yeah. it's a pretty popular Probably. item. Fantastic thing to carry. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Makes life so much easier. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, um, before we before we keep going, um, depending on your vehicle, most booster packs have a minimum maximum recommendation on engine size um, due to the amount of crank it needs to get going and everything. Mm -hmm. So my truck is a six, six, six point six liter gas. Um, so, you know, that nice little booster pack for, you know, on sale for 50 bucks probably won't start my truck if it needs to. Um, so you're going to need the HD. <clears throat> exactly. Right. Like, yeah, I got a 2,500 HD. Um, so yeah, just, you know, when, when you are looking at that, I mean, at bare minimum, look at your vehicle, not thinking of something you want to help someone out because there is a giant price gap going up um, but at bare minimum you know do your research figure out your engine size your crank amps and all that stuff um, yep. most places will be able to tell you like no you need this one I mean depending on the places but uh, yep. just something to take into consideration maybe not uh, oh it's on sale buy it and you need three of them to start your truck you'd be better yep. off just buying the one that you need for your truck um, that's a great so, yeah. point yeah yeah I agree. It's, it's easy to run in and, and go, Ooh, the one on sale for 50 bucks, I'll take it. And then not size yeah. it appropriately to either the vehicle yeah. that you're driving every day or a vehicle that you might run into that you have to boost that, you know, might be a family member's vehicle or somebody in and around your workplace that you might want to help out. Yeah. You know, and yeah, size and I mean, it appropriately. Like, and at that point, I would say, you know, a booster pack that'll start your vehicle and then good booster cables. Because if yes. you're going to help someone else out, you're probably going to have your vehicle. Um, but, you know, the booster I pack. I still use the booster scope. pack. Oh, yeah. 
You need both. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. But I mean, this guy's got uh, but having a having a good set of cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah good to have, have to both. definitely yeah, have both. Um, yeah. So yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so basing just on that, yes, I have jumper cables and a booster pack. My booster pack is one of those uh, the uh, master. Uh, sorry, the Motomaster Eliminator series. It has the booster cables on it, mm-hmm. and the. Uh, the, the the 12 volt plug and the 120 plug yeah, yeah. there it is yeah, mine's, well, mine's the bigger one mine's the big big one looks like a lunchbox has the light on the end the booster cables and a 12 oh, volt now plug we're measuring sizes here we go um but i also but have using metric clearly internet inches oh, you know he goes, he goes to montreal it's got to be bigger <laughs> no no he said montreal not texas <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Texas has it. So, Montreal wants to have it. Oh. <laughs> Texas can keep it. Montreal doesn't need it. Oh boy, uh, Montreal's got their own thing going. <laughs> usual stuff: snow brush, uh, toe straps, chain, extra jacket, some uh, crank down uh, straps, cargo straps, whatnot. Multiples of flashlights, phone charger, sandbags in the back of my pickup for weight and for traction, gloves, toque, sunglasses. Works for more than just the sun, just to keep the snow or rain out of your eyes if you're outside for a while doing something. Um, Extra water, snacks, snow shovel, some candy, uh, medical kit. I do need to put in some uh, emergency blankets uh, and more socks, mittens, and... Uh, Jeff, you mentioned the uh, the hand warmers. I got to go get some and put those in. And yes, Dave, I have a can opener. I actually have two of them. Only two? <laughs> For now. That, but those stay in the truck. Don't, yes. We're not talking about the bag he takes in and out uh, of the truck. Okay. That is correct. Right. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. There's okay. another three in there. That's acceptable, I suppose. It's a good start. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like um, to actually put more stuff in, but uh, yeah, I, I'm running out of room and I don't have a cap. I want to put a cap or mm-hmm. a, uh, a tunnel cover on. I can put a few more things in the back and nope. not have to worry about them uh, getting legs and walking away. Very but, useful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as everybody has mentioned, pretty much all the same. Some toe traps, uh, thankfully. Um, I'm very fortunate to be able to get uh, some very good chain and hooks that I can keep in my truck um, due to potential work-related mishaps and miscounts. Um, <clears throat> so I can get a bunch of good 3.8s, 5.16s, 70-grade chain, some good hooks in case I need to get myself out and someone decides to pull over or I want to be nice and do the people's thing and help them out, which I don't recommend. Um, so I did end up grabbing, I've got a fairly decent, um, first aid kit. It's got a trauma kit on the outside with tourniquets, uh, band-aids, shears, everything. And then on the inside, it's got hot cold packs, um, gauzes, stuff like that. That normally just sits in the truck. I don't take it out of the truck unless I take it into, you know, change some things. I got better bandage, better band-aids. Okay. Take them out, put better stuff in. 
put it back in the truck that normally just stays in the truck. Then everybody's talking about booster packs. Um, a little while ago, we found one at Costco. Oh, I hit the, a button of some sort. But I found one at Costco. Um, so this is, it has, uh, it can start with truck. It's got two USB ports. It's got an air pump on the side. So even if I just end up with a very low tire, get me somewhere where I can get it fixed or just get me home. It's got a pump on the side. It's got, which is mandatory nowadays. It's got a wireless charger that I can turn on so I can just drop my phone on it, which is completely useless. Um, but it also has a 200 watt max AC plug on it. So depending what you have with you, um, communication wise, um, just something you need, uh, your truck's dead, the booster won't work, you can get communication out, you can get your laptop up, send a message out via something, um, or you can just watch Netflix you're while you wait. You're swirling around the ham radio word. You're just swirling around yeah. it. Yeah. No one said yeah. it yet. It's no, coming. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, it's got a light on it and everything. It's not crazy heavy. I mean, we bought it at Costco. It was, I think, 100 110 bucks um, for everything it did. So I brought it in because I'm like, hey, we should charge it. We've had some cold weather. So make sure it's good. Um, plug the USB, charge your phone with it for the day. You know, kind of use the battery a little bit here and there. Um, so that's going to go back in the truck. And then, uh, yeah, just snacks, blankets, um, set of wrenches. Excuse me. Um, good breaker bar. Oh, that's a good um, point. Scrapers. Yeah, good breaker bar. Um, you, you, you think when it's hot out, it's hard to get a tire off when you can't crack the nut. Wait till it's minus 30 and you're trying to use a little dinky thing they give you with your car and try and, you know, change a tire when your hands are frozen because it's so cold. So, yeah, and trying yeah, to stand on the on the little cracker, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Get the breaker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely at least something of some sort. So I normally have a sweater um, for a few bucks. You can get a reflective vest somewhere. So if you end up on a back road and you're changing your tire, you can put something on. Um, so that headlights coming towards you can kind of, you know, fingers crossed, they see you, um, depending where you live, you know, back roads can be the questionable way of people getting home. It's like traffic cones uh, too. Yeah. Traffic cones um, will, everybody dodges traffic cones. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I didn't bring them in, but I do have them. Um, so I ended up getting a spare set for my work, and it's a, I want to say it's smaller than that uh, booster pack and all those fancy things I got. And it's got four pylons in it. They're the collapsible ones. So you've got like this little case, and you look like you've got one of those funny, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the clown suits. So you can take four giant pylons out of it, but they collapse on each other. Um, you can get those fairly cheap pretty much anywhere. Um, even if you just grab pylons and throw them in the back of the truck, if you're willing to give up that space, you know, if you've got a little, uh, two door, um, smart car, you know, putting four giant pylons in the back of your car is probably going to take up like everything. You can't even have a passenger in it. If you've um, got a two door smart car, this is probably not the show for you. You'd be surprised how fuel efficient those motherfuckers are. <laughs> but <laughs> like, being, like being they, you can go far with those fuckers. Being a two-door supercar, you could probably use that fifty-dollar booster, and it would work for you. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
You, you, That's a good point. You, Fair enough. Okay. All right. You could probably hook up two double A's and like, you know, like get it to work. Like something, right? Just a, a, just a nine, volt, nine volt battery. Yeah. Where you go. Yeah. Nine, nine volt battery capacitor. Where like, you go. <laughs> yeah, right? You remind so. me. You reminded me of something, Pierre. You were saying the reflective vest for if you're changing yeah. a tire in the middle of the night. Anything. I bought these at Walmart a while back. They were on yeah. clearance. Regular flashlight. They have three magnets on the front of them. Uh, three or four uh, magnets on the front to stick to the side of your car. That turns regular into a light bar. Regular flashlight. And then... Yeah. Nice. It flashes red. Put it on the top yeah. of your car and you've warned somebody that you're they're coming at you. The, the, the side of your car, like anything, right? Like yeah. Uh, so for, for very little money you can take into account other people's stupidity or unwariness of many things. The only um, problem with the flashy light is people steer towards what they're looking at. Except traffic cones. They run the opposite way from yes, traffic cones. Traffic cones work. I <laughs> I used to do construction and road maintenance and stuff like that and i literally we had a we, we shut down a lane of traffic we were doing uh asphalt and we literally saw someone so we were like allowing traffic one way and then like you drive on the opposite side of the road and i literally saw someone so terrified of these pylons and we only shut down i'd say uh 40 50 meters of it but we had pylons on both sides and i literally saw this person when we told them they could go close their eyes and drive through the pylons and then open their eyes at the other end. So there's a up and down to pylons. Some people get more terrified of pylons and flashing lights. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I've never it been is. so scared in my life and I was on the grass where I'm like, <laughs> I'm not getting hit, but I was like, this can't be real. Um, but yeah, so I, that's, you know, few snacks. Um, keep a small little bag. Go to the dollar store, pick up a tic tac toe game or whatever. Like uh, something a kid can entertain themselves, or you can play with a kid. Um, so if I'm driving with my daughter and we break down and I can't figure out how to get it going, and we're waiting for a tow truck to show up, um, tic tac toe four connects. They take barely any room. As crappy as this will be. Um, I think it's uh, McDonald's once a year kind of has like those uh, games that you can take traveling, something like that. Um, my daughter is a big fan of doing crafts and drawing. Um, so we'll always have a flashlight in there so she can entertain herself for, you know, half hour. I can lock the truck and attempt to fix what's going on. She doesn't have to be out in the cold with me. Um, so as long as I can get her comfortable, I can be miserable for a few hours before I start getting cranky. But in case you've never met a kid that's cold and bored, that's going to be your uh, disastrous nightmare of making you pull your hair out way faster than if you were by yourself. So, you know, taking into consideration who you're going to have in the vehicle with you um, is definitely key, in my opinion. That's a really good that's point. Good point, I for absolutely sure. absolutely agree with that yeah. one. Your, your EDC should fit what you do with your vehicle. I'm that big on that. <clears throat> and everyone's EDC is going to be a little bit different. Definitely. Yeah. And the biggest reason is you have to accept the fact that something could go really wrong and you could end up without your vehicle. Yep. And you know, that's, that's a scary, yep. scary thing, but 
it happens and possibility many different year round i i tend to bring at least 200 seeds of freedom with me and (laughs) just in case i want to spread the love you never know freedom seeds are a highly acceptable thing to have in your vehicle in my opinion just in case you got to plow some fields that's right got it it. you're going to be there a long time if you're if you're growing some food (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah Uh, I was about to quote something about a tree of liberty, but we're kind of in the wrong country for that one. So yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, allegedly. But yeah. So um, yeah. So that that's that's the thing. You know, we can all think of the perfect scenario. You're you're coming home from work specifically, and you got to figure out how to get home, or you want to be a, a a person that pulls over and helps someone out. But uh, you can't dismiss the fact that uh, you might have you know your two kids in the back seat your wife with you which whether she's you know willing to get out and hold the flashlight or change the tire for you because you decide to be a bitch that day um or whatever um you know take into consideration uh people that may be in the vehicle on an easy regular basis not saying you got to change your preps every time you go pick up your friend to drive them 20 kilometers um but just you know your immediate family, people that are going to be in your vehicle all day, every day in potential scenarios, accommodate for, you know, entertaining the kids, um, staying warm. So I can be good with two granola bars for probably two days. Um, but if your kid likes a snack every four hours, um, you're not going to last long. Four hours? I was going to say four minutes. <laughs> well, it depend, depends on the snack and <laughs> if they smell chicken nuggets. Uh, right. <laughs> so, you know, all, all, all those things aside, right? Like, um, you know, uh, a few candles, um, crayons, get, go to the dollar store. They'll sell you a backpack and, you know, let's say for 20, 20 bucks, you can probably entertain a kid for a day and a half, mm-hmm. throw everything in that backpack, take the $20, throw everything in the backpack, leave it in the truck. If you're, um, kid, daughter, son wife significant other you know hey here's something you know here's a crossword something to take your mind away from everything sudoku in there yeah you know all that stuff uh can keep you sane and keep you safe um yeah so heat source obviously throw some dollar store little tea candles in there they don't last for shit but they're dirt cheap so if someone steals them it's not that bad but you know you can buy a 40 pack for two bucks and they might only last an hour each, but that's 40 hours of candle. Keep that was some quick math. Well, well done. And they'll warm up a small space in no time. Yeah, warm up a small space. So you, you keep the windows closed, wrap up in a blanket, you know, uh, light Crack a candle. the window a touch. Crack the window yeah, a touch. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, or a get a battery operated, you know, CO detector. Yeah, you know, right. Because, you know, <laughs> pull the pin crack, crack with, the window a touch. With CO and all. I dropped it. Exactly. You did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, it's a good um, idea to have candles in, uh, in, yeah. the, in the vehicles. Yeah. Definitely. Candles. And a means to spark batteries. them safely. Yes. Yeah, just, true just, too. just some, a nine volt battery and a little uh, juicy fruit gum cap. If you're driving the smart car, you can just use the nine volt battery under the hood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul is a good comment there in the live chat. Nope. 
There we go. Uh, if all the family members who drive don't know how to change the tire, uh, one each car they drive. Um, so on yeah, or on, on each car they drive. There we go. So yeah, good point. Yeah. Practice ahead of time to know how to do these things before you get into the situation. It's guaranteed at some point in time, you're going to end up broken down on the side of the road. It's going to happen to everybody that drives a car. It's just yeah. a thing that happens. Learn how to deal with yep. it ahead of time instead of yeah. in the moment going, ah, what do I do? I've been driving for 30 years. I've pulled over probably a full handful of times to help somebody else. I've never actually had a flat on the road myself. Oh, what have you done? What but, have you uh, done? Guess yeah, what yeah, tomorrow's yeah. going to be, buddy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's not my truck. It's work's truck. Yeah. And I get paid by the hour to sit there, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, mm. So oh, quick, quick thought came through. As you were saying, learn your truck or learn the vehicle, change whatever. So if you have a truck or I think most of any or minivans, yep, they have undermounted. Yeah, yep. undermounted. Take it down. Take it down. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take it down. Make sure it works. Nothing sucks more than it's minus 30 and realizing that thing seized. Um, so obviously this should have been covered way before the snow showed up for most of us. Um, part of your spring fall preps, you know, take everything out. Crank the tire all the way down, grease up that hinge or whatever mechanism, put the tire back up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and make sure that works. Because, um, yeah, if you've owned the vehicle for 10 years, if you've never taken that tire down, it's probably not going to come down on the side of the highway. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's definitely right. something you want to take a take a look at and uh, make sure it works. It's oh, yeah. WD-40, whatever you want to use. Um, yeah, crank it down. Move it up. Cotton candy spray. I was just yeah, going to say. Candy spray. <laughs> yeah, Even on a lot of pickup spray. truck models, you'll find the spare tire is somewhere underneath and yep. Yep. Like it's all yep. encrusted. And yeah, yep. you don't get down so just, there regularly. Oh, every spring, every time you change your tires. So if you've got winter and summer tires, every time you take those tires off, you know, crank it all the way down, lube it up. Mm -hmm. If it's starting to get rusty, do what you got to do. Make sure it works good. Um, and then you know, knock on wood, you know, that five, six month period, it'll still work. Um, but that, that will save you a giant headache. It's all good to know, know how sure to crack will. a nut and use the jack. But if you can't put, get the tire down, to put the tire on, you're kind of shit out of luck. Yeah. If, if I may suggest there is a manual that comes with your vehicle, might be a good idea to read it. The yeah. part Wait a minute. Change the tire. Wait a minute. So when you say pictures. manual, do you, do you mean Manuel? The guy that knows sure. everything? Sure, if you want yeah. to call it that, Man that's cool. Man I don't Manuel care. knows everything. As long as you flip to the part where there's photos of how to, you know, bolt on your tire. And, yeah. you know, just remember, if you think it's tight, it's probably not tight enough if you're doing it by hand. So make it tighter. Uh, yeah. So that could go off for debate. I've snapped more nuts than... I oh, can probably me too. I've got you Gorilla know, Grip, right? brother, but so, I can't tell you how many things I've seen where it's like, I thought it was tight enough, and the wheel is, you know, off the studs, and you're scratching your head going, okay, here we go. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, get it. I mean, even if you just know someone with a torque wrench, you know, yep. loose. next time you go over to their place for a barbecue, just take loosen up one nut on your vehicle. It doesn't matter how many nuts you got. If you only loosen one off, 
you don't have to worry about your tire falling off. It'll technically still pass the safety if it's missing a lug nut. So just take, you know, loosen that one off and ask them to borrow their torque wrench. Most vehicles are 100 foot pounds torque. So set it to 100 and kind of get a feel for it. Maybe, you know, measure how long it is. Go buy a 18, 24 inch breaker bar and kind of learn, you know, that consistency, how much pressure to put on for it to be close enough. And you just need to get somewhere safe and then someone else can take care of it, right? You probably don't have a tire machine and plug kits and all that stuff to rebalance your tires or replace them. Um, Claude, you got yeah, those you... in the back? Oh, man. I got a few things in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, on I, the topic I, I, of, of wheel torque, I got to jump in there because, you know, I've got a pickup truck and mine is at a very low, somewhere between 72 and 90. Um, oh. So you, you have alloy rims? I have a mixture. I use steel and I use alloy rims. So the alloys, they're going to be on a lot lower, but the steel. Yeah. Al alloys are normally rim. about 80, 80. Yeah. Um, until you guys start getting into, I'll say 1500 and up. Um, alloy rims are normally 80 steel rims, a hundred, yeah. you know, 90% of vehicles. Um, the difference between 80 and 20 is not crazy different. Um, oh, but like my truck. Yeah, my truck, I've got a 2500. So, I mean, we're talking 140 to 180 yeah. pounds of torque in comparison, you know, so that difference could be way different going between them. Um, but that's what I'm saying, right? Most Definitely. vehicles, 80 to 100, you're probably safe when you start getting into 2500, 3500s, or your Savannas and your Econo lines and all that stuff. Like, yeah, so refer to Manuel. He knows <laughs> all the things. Uh, refer to Manuel about all that info. and uh, so, so you're saying R RTFM is what you're saying. I say it all the time about <laughs> a lot of things. It, it but took definitely. me a second. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, well, got he, it, knows yeah. Our, he knows RTFM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I normally throw that away until I get to a point where this doesn't make sense, and then I pull it out. Yeah, I'm, um, I've, I but, now but yes. default to it, but sometimes I yeah. forget and, and I go double check and sure enough, it's there. So I, man, I love that RTFM thing. I, oh, I'm yeah. definitely yeah. a main, big preacher of that. Um, <laughs> I'm also a, a big self-reliance guy, so I probably wait a minute. More. Wait a minute <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> on this, no, are you, really? are you sure you're on the right channel? I might Funny. not be. I don't know, but I might take it to another level, perhaps. Possibly. But you pay taxes, so like, why would you have to prepare for yourself? Like, government will be there for you, buddy. Don't worry. Who let who let the new guy in? This is why I don't watch comedy, my friends, because I, you know, real life is funnier, <laughs> more interesting. <laughs> way more interesting dude. I mean, every, everything so, go, everything's going up we should be like less worried I don't have to buy any more canned food anymore <laughs> I'm paying yeah. more in taxes now exactly oh, yeah. but again it's all about being situational dependent right I, I go to places where others don't I go to places mm -hmm. where there's no signal I go to places where the average human being probably shouldn't go venture unless they're used to being off road and getting stuck and having to get yourself out and knowing how to use all this recovery gear because it's great to have a whole lot of recovery gear guys and girls but do you know how to use it 
are you going to hurt yourself with all this stuff? Right. So with all the gear you're going to carry, you probably want to learn something about how to use it safely. <laughs> so uh, especially recovery gear. I talk about that a bit because man, there's risky moments I've had when working alone with recovery gear or just jacking vehicles, jacking vehicles when you're not on a perfect surface, Hey, that alone, that alone can, you know, help you lose body parts really in, in a hurry. Um, as long as long as you're not jacking Manuel. <laughs> well, oh boy. It's a, I've had to jack all kinds of things. Um, I thought that I, I put the ground rules in at the beginning of the episode. No touchy touchy. <laughs> right. That was clearly <laughs> defined in the intro. All right. Carry on for Con Consent must be had. <laughs> <laughs> no touchy touchy period. That's right. That's it. All right. So, Sorry, just, uh, call, just call me the priest. It's great that we're talking about vehicle EDC right now because I just was talking about dropping a driver everyday carry video, which I did. So I'm not going to repeat all that content at nauseum. Um, yep. But I did talk about a booster pack and having some sort of socket charger so you can charge all your various different appendages of electronics type. Uh, tablets, phones, GPSs, whatever. I think they now have uh, uh, all the kinds of cams that you can throw in there, back and forward, face angles, only charging, right? So um, we're now becoming digital charging centers. So you might want to have a socket charger and help clean up that stuff a little bit in the yeah. cabin. Booster cables, booster pack. Um, the number one thing people run out of when they're driving other than patience is fuel. Might want to have a jerry can and if you don't like the smell of gas in the car um keep it empty and at least know where the closest gas station is yeah. and hopefully okay. you can talk nice to somebody right even if you pull up somewhere and the person ran out of gas and you know it's only a few kilometers down the road and you can circle back you know guys got money you know maybe just say like you know i'll, I'll go fill up the gas can and i'll bring the receipt and then they can pay you, maybe not let strangers in there because you didn't meet them on a podcast and at Wild Wings. <laughs> so odd so, people out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, so so it, it's one of those things where it's just like, hey, you, you got cash on you or whatever. It's like, yeah, I got 20 bucks. Okay, I'll go get you $20 worth of fuel and I'll yeah. circle back. And then when I show up, you can put the fuel in, you hand me the cash. And worst comes to worst, they don't have the cash. You leave with the $20 worth of fuel, right? Um, and most people don't have cash in the cities, but out in the country, a lot of people I mean, do. like, you know, or, or whatever, here's my email, you know, um, I mean, at that just point, just make sure they make, make sure they bring some maple buffalo wings. You'll be fine. <laughs> Buddy, we'll talk sandwiches after the show. Quick to point out there. There's also the uh, fuel in a can. I don't know how good that yes. is. Yep. Mm -hmm. oh, that's it, an interesting it's, thought. It's odorless, whatnot, until you absolutely need it. So for those people, like Gunny said, that don't like the smell of it in their car, you buy two cans and you've got four liters. Maybe you can put it in, get your car. Yeah, started, it's completely, it's completely it. sealed. That's a good point. Yeah. Don't don't mm -hmm. forget to get your dehydrated water as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so it won't freeze in the, the winter. Only, you don't have to worry about the only thing out. I've been told about that gas in a can or whatever is. Yeah. Um, somebody had mentioned this to me. Um, you need to get it. If, if you're, if you're going to use it, you need to get it into the vehicle right away and get it started. 
because it does not work well at all if the vehicle has cooled down. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, that's what I, I. That's what I heard. Yeah, like I've got a pickup truck. I can throw. I'll fucking. 30 jerry cans in the back of my truck and never smell it inside the truck the vehicle but if you've got uh, a crossover um you know even a car you smart don't car. want gas yeah <laughs> smart car but i mean even a, a vehicle with a separate trunk from the rest of the vehicle um you don't want to go get groceries and like make a few stops then you get home and your bread you know kind of has that gas taste you know well, whether you I take that jerry can out um, I've got a solution, guys. I've got a solution. Electric vehicles. Problem solved. We don't we don't have enough fucking time for this, all right? <laughs> we do not have fucking time for this. <laughs> pretty, sure, pretty sure I just broke the internet. <laughs> yeah, the internet's gonna um right. Now. So it, it, it's one of those things. Um there's probably ways of getting that smell out. Um if you find yourself a good jerry can, you find a good, if you want to take up that space, you can probably find yourself a fairly decent airlock container where you can take that out to open heat most yeah. of the vapors out of your vehicle, right? Like, but you're taking away storage. Um, you're taking away a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's costs associated. Try and be helpful for other people. Um, so that's a decision you can make if you don't have a truck that you don't already have fully loaded, like throwing a jerry can in the back of my truck. I'm like, if it's empty, it can bounce around and like, let's hope for the best. If I need to help someone and just be like, you only get 10 liters because there's a hole in the side. Now, if you know, if you don't have a truck with a free bed, like Pierre, uh, yeah. you can do what I do and use your yeah. hitch and then throw a little basket on it. I've seen yeah. even a little Toyota matrix running around out there with a little basket on the back end of it. And yeah. so, you know, you, you can pretty much get a hitch for off. anything. Right. In, uh, in, including the smart car. Um, I've seen a Tesla just, with a hitch. Yeah. Well, that's that's electric vehicle. So we're going back to what Eric said. Which yeah, I told you. yeah. I told you. Problem uh, solved. I, Problem solved. I didn't yeah. want to venture there, but so, I did. Did it have a diesel generator connected I to the hitch? I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's what you put in the hitch basket. Right. So uh, that is a thing that you can, I mean, that hitch basket. Um, but now you're talking about, you know, do you want to leave it while you go to groceries and leave, you know, two jerry cans full of gas? hooked up to the back of your vehicle and depending well, you on your can. vehicle, you can, if I'll you've got a hatch. Safe. Yeah. But, if you've got a matrix, for example, and you put a hitch on it and you put gas cans, you got to take those gas cans out and then you're tripping over it, putting your groceries in, putting anything in your vehicle. So I'm like, you know, you got to think, you know, more of you, you want to be helpful, you know, that one scenario of something. But if it's going to impede everything in your life, you're probably not ideal. So, you know, figure Everything's out everything that's going to cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, do you want to trip on the hitch on the back of your vehicle every time you back up or you try and do anything around your house for that? It, it's just, better just, than just having say, gas inside your vehicle. Don't beat around the bush, Pierre. Just say, don't do it. <laughs> it's up to you. Do it. I, I wouldn't do it. I have a pickup truck. I have a tunnel cover. I can put a bunch of stuff in the back of my truck and I'm good. And I can also get the hitch basket which 
Like I've got a 2,500. I can tow like 16,000 pounds. Am I going to do that all the time? No, but it is a fairly cheap option. You know, getting a hitch on your vehicle and putting a basket on it, it can help for many scenarios. You want to go camping for a weekend. Um, you want to help someone do something like the extra square footage is ideal. But just if you're going to want to carry gas around so you don't smell it, you know, when you stop in maybe potentially not the best of areas, you know, is it an extra security thing you want to take care of? Is it this and that and all these things? So it's not ideal in my scenario and for the vehicle I have not worth it for me. But if that's something you want to do, I mean, have at her. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. They're going to so, tax so you anyways. It's almost like you're suggesting that we build our EDC around our daily requirements, what we might realistically run into yeah. throughout the day or week. Weird. Yeah. Common but, sense. But make sure to read Manuel and agree with mm. him. Right. That is also key. Right. Right. Man Got Manuel it. knows all. Got it. Got it. <laughs> what else do you got for us frugal oh man i got all kinds of things but um i'll try and keep it not redundant everything that everybody here has talked about they i've got to but um i'm a big fan of having jacks more than one uh i'm often off-road if you're off-road at all everything changes everything changes so you want to have lots of uh tire patch kits around when you're off road, things can happen to you and you might have weird stuff getting in there. Um, around construction sites, you're going to probably want a tire patch kit around. You're going to want an air pump because once air gets out of that tire, you got to get it back in. That's just one of those things. Um, you want some WD 40. That's a really useful thing in the past when my vehicle was acting up because I had neglected my maintenance and forgotten to update my wires. We're kind of old, a little spray of WD-40 on the ignition wires and bam, all of a sudden it's working again. So WD-40 can really save you in a number of different situations when you're uh, doing vehicle stuff. If you happen to have to get in there to do some troubleshooting, you're going to get your hands dirty if you're under the hood. It's nice to have either disposable work gloves or hand cleaner or both. If you're trailering at all, you're going to need all kinds of trailer pins and adapters and maybe locks so your stuff doesn't get all stolen and taken uh, away from you. Okay. Um, before before you keep going, um, if you're doing trailering, spare fuses. Oh, that's part of well, my everyday yeah, kit. Yeah, most, you should have spare most fuses. vehicles. Um, come hardwired with spare fuses for um, third signals, um, daytime running lights, and your brake lights and all that stuff. They come hardwired in, and you'd be surprised how little corrosion it takes to blow one of those little 10 amp fuses. And like nothing's wrong, just replace the fuse and everything's good. Um, so save you the headaches, being visible, uh, getting pulled over just because you're trying to get home, or being visible to other people on the road. Uh, spare fuses. You can buy them at Princess Auto for pennies oh, yeah. on the dollar and everything. So, okay. sorry, carry on. Oh, no worries. Make sure you get the right yeah. ones for your vehicle, too. That's yeah, we're one. not we're not going to split. Wait a minute. Ref back, back to RGFM? Weird. Uh, yes. Uh, referring <laughs> back to Manuel, you know, pop that little <laughs> cover. 
the big small deal. ones, the big ones, you know, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it, no. it, you'd be surprised how new of a vehicle those fuses blow. I've had my work truck with like 2,000 kilometers and I'm like, the trailer lights don't work. And I'm like, it was a blown fuse at 2,000 kilometers on a brand new vehicle. Yeah, I'm like, you know, having an old vehicle makes no difference. Just being able to understand where those fuses are and everything yeah. help you. Yeah, because things happen, man. I mean, things can fly up under that trailer, cut that wire, and next thing you know, yeah. you're blowing a fuse. Uh, there's all right. kinds of things that can occur. Uh, so I'm definitely a fan of having spare consumables for the vehicle. You know, so spare tires, uh, the tire patch kits, the fuses. I keep mechanics wire and zip ties in a vehicle at all times. Those have helped me out. You zip know, ties are best for exhaust. Zip ties are, are good for you know <laughs> things you don't care about as much. Wire, well, of course, that's for you know stuff you need to yeah. fasten real, real good. I have used zip ties in a drill to fasten cracked body panels together so I could get home safely and not have to worry about things flapping off, which can happen even if you're using duct tape. So and uh, and it gives it a really wire. cool. It gives it a cool Frankenstein look, too. Oh, yeah. It's got that yeah. kind of toothy kind of look, you know. It gives yeah. it that tough look to the vehicle, right? It gives like, it more of a badass look when you pull up to the Timmy's with their, all your buddies. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's like war scars. Right? doesn't get much more Canadian than that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, if, you, if you have a lot of recovery gear, and um, I should say I've got to recommend know how to use it because uh, you can really hurt yourself too. You can you can harm others. You can hurt yourself. You can wreck your gear. Hold on. Yeah. 224 episodes in, and we're just now suggesting that we know how to use our equipment? Fuck no. Just spend the buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just spend the money and throw it in the back of your yeah. truck, and away you go. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you spent money on Manuel. He knows how to right. do it all. Right. That's right. Um, we have gear recommendations. You know, <laughs> oh, yes. You want to spend some. Um, so I will say, if you get sockets from 17 to 22, if we want to talk metric, I don't know what the fuck those are. Imperial. I'm way too young for that. Um, that will pretty much... 17 to 22. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, pretty much, uh, 17s will take care of a lot of your uh, imports. Yep. All the way up to 22, which is my 2500, 3500 pickup trucks. Uh, you Agreed. might not be able to help an 18 wheeler, um, but if you want to be that handy person, you get yourself a good bringer bar. Socket 17, 18, 19. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you need 20, but like just buy it 17 to 22. If you get all those, you, you can be the good Samaritan and help out with stuff. Um, but I, I have a small I, I, recommendation. If, if you're going to do help others like that, one, get to know what proprietary anti-theft lug nuts look like yeah. and know how to deal with those before you help somebody with those. Just a little pro tip. Do yeah. Not if not, those. get those really, really good sockets yeah. that you can break those things off. Well, I got um, recommendations. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, and, but, and if you're going right. to help others with your sockets, maybe have a punch and a hammer around so that when you do inevitably get somebody else's lug nut stuck in your socket, you have a way to punch it out. 
without having or, to. Or just yeah. spit on it first. It might help. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're getting real close to the touchy line again. Yeah, there we go. Um, what else do I keep in my truck? Well, I do keep a fair amount of cordless stuff. There's my universal yeah. opener thingy. That's my I, that's my angle grinder. Um, it's also yeah. really good if you forget keys for a padlock or something like that. You, know, you have a real yeah. dummy moment. They can really help out for those. Uh, lock picks, keep, lock picks, uh, just saying. lock picks. Mm, yeah, that's a good thing to have. Uh, that's so supposed to go in my bag that come out often. Um, so they don't specifically stay in there. Um, when I do take long trips, though, um, going cordless, um, if you're going to go cordless um, and you don't have flats often, just like Brad, he's never had a flat or whatever, um, having a charger that you can charge in your vehicle for that where, you know, every set yourself a reminder every two, three weeks, use it, uh, charge the battery. Nothing comes worse than when you need to use it, the battery's being dead. So having oh, yeah. a specific charger, whether you've got a wall plug, uh, you know, a regular plug in your vehicle, or it's a, you know, that cigarette lighter one that you can charge your battery, you know, make yourself uh, a schedule where you put that battery on and you have it fully charged that you don't have to get use the breaker bar, but have both if you, if it's in the, if it's in the budget, go for it, hundred percent. Oh yeah, um, I mean we could go probably at length. I keep a sleeping system in my truck, so if it gets really bad, I can book it and get off the road uh, yeah. and get to safety. Because there's nothing worse than the road. If you want to be safe, you should get away from the road as much as you can. So that's something I'm a big fan of. Have a way to get away from your vehicle with the things that matter, including the people that matter, right? So look after the people that you have in there with you too. Um, and finally, the one thing that I don't have in my truck, and I could go on forever at, into little items I have in there, but the one big thing that I don't have that I really should is a fire extinguisher. I need mm. a fire extinguisher. I don't have one. I'll admit that. I don't have one. Yeah. yeah. I got one in my work have. truck. Good thing that I got one in my work truck because the company Commercial pays vehicle. for it. Yeah, it's part of one of those things. But uh, yeah, I'll probably get to it. I mean, I just drive with the full bladder. So if something happens, I can pee on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's really useful in a vehicle? I have a little pee jug and it's made for that. Somebody probably came up with Gatorade that. Bottles. Was stuck Gatorade in a Gatorade, Gatorade bottle. Well, if that's big enough for your thing, then cool. Um. <laughs> the one with the small spout, the one with the bigger one, so you can angle it while you're driving. Pretty, pretty sure there's going to be some trees along the side of the road too. Just saying. that's useful if Just you saying. can get out of your vehicle. Definitely. Just, yeah, but yeah. say you're stuck in traffic. You're in, you know, whether it's Precisely. Ottawa, Toronto, like a any road where you're in traffic and. Yeah, you're you can be stage fright. Now, if you're gonna do you know, something like that, though, you might want to like cover up or like watch, you know, your visibility because you know exposure laws and such. Just thought. Yes. Just remember, touchy touchy. Don't go there. Definitely. Especially depending on the area you're in, you don't want to be certain vicinities of certain areas because that can get you on certain lists that. You 
definitely don't want to be proud of them being on the list. Um, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and if you fiddle with your electric in your car at all, you really should know what you're doing and, or have an extinguisher on hand. Just keep that in mind because as Pat says here, Pat in a bunker mentions that getting shocked by 12 volt does suck. Oh, yeah. And I have to agree because it's happened to me before too. And it's uh, a little better than 120. Um, yeah, 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 but still sucks, but it still really sucks. Yeah, 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 totally agree. Yeah, um, you know, have the fire extinguisher if you're gonna mess with your phone with your electrical and maybe a buddy to pull you off when you fall into the you know vehicle bay with your (laughs) hands all stiffened up. You know, just a thought. So, I'll, I'll. I'll elaborate a little bit, just going uh, a little bit more. Once you get all your things that you want to carry all the time, keep an eye on whether it's Home Depot's, Canadian Tires, Home Hardware's, Napa, Auto Parts, all those places. They normally have uh, wrench sets, socket sets go on sale where you buy like a full wrench set for like $8. Once you're established where you're comfortable with everything, and you've got the extra $10 and you see that on sale, I will say 100% buy it. Throw it in there, figure out how it is, get a, you'll, you'll end up to the point where you end up like frugal, where you've got a whole mechanic shop and three apartments in the back of your truck. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's more like four apartments. I, I do the I, same thing. I was thing. being nice. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Right? It's true. Um, but, but, but you know what? Yeah. I still own my first socket set that I bought when I was 17. And you can buy most of those kits. They go on sale, whether it be Home Hardware, uh, Home Depot, Canadian Tire. Yep. They're $600 sets. They go on sale for like 100 150 bucks. Yeah. They on come sale. in a little tote of some sort. Some mm-hmm. sort sorry. Um, totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you so. can, 100% buy it, whether it's for the house, and then you buy a second one, you know, a year later, nine months later, throw it in your vehicle. You'd be surprised how much that can get you out of a jam for changing your battery, getting anything done. Um, I don't. I wouldn't consider that something of an importance comparison to everything else we've mentioned. But once you get most of the stuff that all of us carry all day, every day, I would start elaborating more into that and definitely buy a, a spare 10 mil. Oh, <laughs> that's rule number one. <laughs> spare 10 mil. Oh, and the spare mm-hmm. half inch. <laughs> yeah, which yeah ends up being mm-hmm. the same. But yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's all I would add is if you've got most of this stuff already and you're looking to elaborate, I would definitely uh, take it into consideration, you know, socket wrench sets that go on sale, your pennies on the dollar, even if they fall out of your truck and you never notice, it's not a crazy amount. Don't go out and buy, a, you know, that $500 snap on wrench set and throw it in your truck and forget about it. Yeah. But that uh, $5 set, meh, you know, you can probably deal with that being lost if if it ends up being that be frugal, buy it on sale. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Or on clearance. <laughs> we've, we've got one comment from Terry that uh, couldn't join us this evening. And I figured we should read it out as well. Just so, you know, he can still have his input heard, even though he couldn't come out tonight. Uh, he mentions first and foremost, if you have a Ford call CAA. <laughs> <laughs> and the panelists will get the joke there. Even before you go to the grocery store, right down the road. <laughs> Just call CAA. 
it'll be fine. But that's only if you drive a Ford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terry wanted to make sure that that word got out specifically about Fords. He's very concerned about reliabilities on Fords. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else on the panel have any uh, last minute uh, comments or last second things you want to add before we move into the challenge? No, but I'm going to review these notes and go over Gunny stuff and uh, add some things to my list for stuff to go in there. So thank you, Gunny. Perfect. My pleasure. Awesome. And I put a link in the uh, the live chat there as well to the video that Gunny uh, put out uh, earlier. So if anybody wants to watch that, it goes into some pretty good detail about uh, some things as well. So it's worth the watch. Thanks, bud. All right. Moving into the podcast challenge. Real simple one. Identify some weaknesses in your vehicle uh, everyday carry and address it. So like Brad just mentioned, he's already going to get on, on the challenge for the episode. You picked up on something through this episode that you think you could uh, fix up or add or, or um, you know, make better in your, your EDC for your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Get on it and make it happen. All right. Upcoming events. We've got the uh, annual peppers meet coming up and beyond that, uh, nothing else uh, on the list. And uh, Jeff, you got a weather blurb for us. Sure, I do. So, as I mentioned in the news section, uh, Tennessee and other surrounding areas there were hit with a tornado outbreak. Uh, six so far have been confirmed deceased, with hundreds injured. Uh, Clarksville, Hendersonville, and the greater Nashville area suffered damage, with uh, Clarksville uh, being the hardest hit. Uh, there weren't very many buildings. In the town left standing and what was left was pretty badly damaged. Um, while these storms were predicted to occur, they uh, hugely overperformed in terms of intensity. The reason for that, anybody who's been outside the last couple of days, it's been abnormally warm. Uh, it, it goes no different. You know, I've, I've talked about hurricanes and said that uh, when they go over very warm water, it's like throwing gla- gas on a fire. This situation is no different. You have abnormally warm uh, temperatures and a cold front. You're going to get some pretty bad storms. So as I said, December tornadoes are more common than a lot of people think. Uh, December 10th and 11th, same days, roughly the same time, 2021. um, Same general area, uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, were hit with a very large tornado outbreak that actually killed 56 people. So um, just because it's this time of year doesn't mean that you need to let your guard down, especially when, you know, the temperature's warm and the humidity's there. Um, I've thrown a couple of quick links in there, but um, yeah, just don't don't think that they're not going to happen because they will. Uh, however, speaking about that, down the road, Uh, We're looking at the, uh, and I'm keeping an eye on the possibility of the polar vortex breaking down, they breaking down, and that will probably cause uh, the Great Lakes and the upper U.S. to be flooded with very cold air. That's hopefully, or if you're hoping for some cold weather, if you're not, doesn't matter, um, is probably going to happen the Christmas week, shortly after Christmas, Christmas being a Sunday, Monday, Boxing Day, that... um, you're probably into that week um, with the Great Lakes basically being totally ice-free and wide open. Um, that extremely cold air can cause some 
extremely intense snow squalls and the traditional snow bounce. So if you're traveling for the holidays and you're going to be anywhere in those traditional areas, uh, pay attention and uh, weather can change, road conditions can change dramatically. Um, temperatures in Siberia right now are running in the minus 50s. Not saying we're going to get anywhere close to those, but the target trend for uh, nighttime temperatures could be dropping into the mid minus 20s. So I'll, uh, I'll keep an eye on that. We'll, we'll talk about it a bit more. Um, we're an hour 12 in, so I really won't go into what causes the polar vortex to break down, but basically it just causes it to expand, move to different places, flood things over. So, um, yeah, that's the, what we can be looking at. So, so if we read the Manuel on the polar, polar vortex, we'll understand it. You probably not. Other people maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. I'm really Sorry, bad at I just, reading. I just had to. <laughs> no, no, I'm really bad at reading. Blammo. Just say RGFM and bring your 10 millimeter. Uh, better have more than one, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I, for one, would welcome a little polar snap because uh, I could use a little bit of ice. It'd be nice to get some ice fishing this year. And, oh, ooh. Yeah. There you go. Good call. Good yeah. call. And, it, and to be honest, um, there's so much mud and stuff out there. It wouldn't it wouldn't hurt at all if it froze the ground and just made things easier to get around. Definitely. Yep. That winter needs to stop screwing around. Either show up or just don't come out. One or the other. Put up yep. or shut up. Shit or get off the <laughs> There it is. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, I'll bring episode number 224 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or, of course, your favorite podcast app. Uh, please submit a review wherever you do listen. It does help other people find us. And we do record these shows live on YouTube and Facebook if we have to. Uh, if you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we are going live. If anybody wants to contact me, you can reach me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I am frequently monitoring the Discord. And if we ever get the crossband repeater working, I'll get the message to you that way. <laughs> Sounds good. Just send me an email. Overwind link in the crossband repeater, of course. Yep. Uh, iTunes on the Discord or at uh, batbradcpp at gmail.com. If you must on the socialist medias uh, off the wall customizing, and we're almost set up finally. Um, technically, I'm on the Discord, but you can't reach me there. Or you can find me Monday nights on the other CPP on the YouTube's talking about um, why understanding how Manuel's work and carrying freedom seeds is probably a good idea. And you can find me, the Frugal Gunny, on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and even on the Discord. Awesome. Please check out to Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at the feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been that's a spicy episode. That's how we get Jeff. Jeff. Get Jeff. Jeff. Because I have access to the email. And then if I feel like forwarding the message to Jeff, I do it. And if I don't, I don't. Yeah, but what if I want to tell them something in confidence? Feedback <laughs> at prepperpodcast.ca. I thought we already covered that. 
this out. It's no it's been a spicy one tonight. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And Pierre, keep learning. <laughs> <laughs>